0: Okay, many people, including some who claim to be outraged by the deficit, still haven't acknowledged the disconnect between the yummy, yummy society and paying for it. Just last weekend, Tea Party members helped deny Senator Robert Bennett, the Utah Republican, his party's nomination for his re-election campaign, in part because he had co-sponsored a health reform plan with a Democratic senator. This is Robert Bennett, who had the most perfect conservative record in the Senate, had the temerity to sponsor a health reform plan that a Democratic senator had put his name on. The man's a traitor, out, in effigy, burn him, tar, feather him, do whatever necessary. Economists generally think the plan this health reform plan, would have done more to reduce Medicare spending than the bill that passed. Uh Uh-huh. Who cares? So, whatever its intentions, the Tea Party effectively punished Mr. Bennett for not being a big enough fan of big government. It's that upside down, you know? Of course, the different fates of two parts of President Obama's agenda are on the line. Mr. Obama has unrealistically said that taxes do not need to rise on households making less than $250,000. And this position has come to be seen as ironclad now. Did he put it in a, did he put it in Gore's lockbox? Is that where it is with Social Security? He has also called, this is Obama, has called for billions of dollars in sensible cuts to agribusiness subsidies, tax loopholes, and the like. The news media and Congress have largely ignored these proposals. So here's the message is clear. Woe unto the politician in Washington, Athens, or London who tries to go beyond platitudes and show some actual fiscal restraint. Yep. Barack Obama. Silly of him, right? Silly of him to look for realistic solutions. This is not time for realistic solutions. This is time for talking heads and people dressed up in revolutionary war. Outfits standing next to people with guns on their shoulders in camouflage. This situation obviously can't continue. Uh, Robert Greenstein, perhaps the leading liberal budget expert, knows the numbers well enough to understand that our Grease Moment, whether it takes the form of a crisis or not, is coming. The Grease Moment is coming. He says, most of the public thinks if only those darn politicians could get their act together to cut waste, fraud and abuse and to make tax avoidance go away and so on, uh, said Mr. Greenstein, that, that everything would be fine. But the bottom line is there really is no avoiding the hard choices. But look, The main issue here isn't the near-term deficit, which we're struggling with anyone. You know, the one created by the recession, the wars in Iraq, that was the illegal war in Iraq, and the much-to-stay-there-long war in Afghanistan, and the Bush tax cuts, which the Democrats just laid down and let happen, and the Obama stimulus. It really wasn't the Obama stimulus. It was the Bush stimulus, which uh, uh, you know, a bad bust that Obama had to jump on because he was foolish enough to be elected president of the United States. No, the main The main issue is the long-term deficit. As societies become richer, citizens tend to want better schools, better medical care, and other government services. This country is following that pattern, but without paying the necessary taxes. That combination has us on a course to Greece-like debt. As a rough estimate, the government will need to find spending cuts and tax increases equal to 7 to 10% of the GDP. The longer we wait, the bigger the cuts we'll need because of the accumulating interest costs seven percent of gdp is about a trillion dollars today in concrete terms medicare's entire budget is only 450 billion the combined budgets of education energy homeland security justice labor Uh, State, Transportation, and Veteran Affairs Department are less than $600 So if you added that all together and got rid of Medicare and all those departments, you could save the trillion dollars you're looking for. So it's not a matter of whether we have the resources to solve our problems, said the chief economist of the Treasury Department. It's a matter of political will. Well, political will or not, I've got to give my props to to Bill Maher. You know, I have some issues with Bill Maher, but not when he stands up and says, hey, if you're not going to look at the military budget, you're not talking about budget cutting. You're not talking about being physically conservative and responsible. We got to look at it. Otherwise, we're just whistling in the wind. But if we truly cut the military budget, then we go back on the deal that was made after World War II, which is we are the only superpower, we are the only people that with a blue water Navy that can appear anywhere and keep the peace. And in exchange for spending all this money on this world police force, which is what we've been doing, you allow us to remain the country that prints the money without any bank backing. It's called fiat currency, only the dollar is a is a respected and and sought after currency that has no backing whatsoever so that's the deal now if we're if we're willing to let the dollar float that's what the iranians tried to do when they set up that oil bourse which was going to take baskets of any cash to buy oil because the the law today is if you want to buy oil, you have to buy oil in dollars. You have to convert your drachma, pesetas, yuan, you know, pounds, euros, whatever, Swiss francs into dollars if you want to buy some of that black sticky stuff. And that that's the deal. If we actually put the military where they where it belongs, a small Compact defensive force, maybe add some money to the UN Defense Force. Ooh, that's got people you know, spitting in their pants. Then maybe, maybe we could look at becoming fiscally responsible. Uh, uh.
1: Bozo sitting on a bus. One joined the navy, now there's nine of us. Nine little bozos sitting in the draft. One went crazy and the rest all laughed. Eight dumb bozos riding in a van. They can't get there, then no one can. Everyone's a bozo on this bus. Chips and Venus sitting next to us. Are you a hostage? Are you a spy? Just some bazooka who's prepared to die We left eight stupid bozos sitting in a tub One got poached and had to leave the club Seven mellow bozos with their brains all fried One threw in the towel and the rest all cracked Six frat bozos tied up in a spot One dove out the window but the rest got caught Everyone's a mozo on this bus. Simpson Bean are sitting next to us. Are you a hostage? Are you a spy? Or just some berserker who's prepared to die? Five red nose pozos burning in the sand. Things got so hot that one joined the band. That left four and there ain't no more. The driver got in and closed the door. Angry bozos, no place to hide The bus pulls out and we're on the ride That the four would make it They kicked out the driver and they said Let's, Let's take, take it. it They can afford to be bozos on a bus They ain't afraid to use the word us One thing sure for the final four They know this bus won't go to war Well everyone's a bozo on this bus Sips and Peter sitting next to us Are you a hostage? Are you a spy? Just some berserker who's prepared to die. This fuzz won't go. Sure. Yeah, were you all convinced? Yeah, sure. I don't know. I'm going to have
0: to see it again before I decide. Well, whatever.
1: The bus is over there if you don't want to go.
0: Oh, you mean the bus that isn't going? Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I better not get on then. Oh, come on. Follow me. Let's go.
1: Well, here we are, Pete, at the end of another show, so it's time for a poem. Absolutely. I think um, since we're, we have another woman who's uh, being investigated for her capability to be a Supreme Court justice, uh, I'm going to take you back to a found poem, What the President Said and When He Said It. September 18th, 1971. To play an awful long shot uh, Is there a woman yet? Uh, that'd be a hell of a thing if we could do it. September nineteenth, nineteen seventy one. I'm not for women in any job. I, I don't want any of them around. Thank God we don't have any in the cabinet. September thirtieth, nineteen seventy one. Um oh, So I lean to a woman only because, well, frankly, I think at this time, John, uh, we got to pick up every half a percentage point we can. Uh, I I don't think a woman should be in any government job, whatever. I mean, I really don't. The reason why I do is mainly because they're erratic and and emotional. Uh, Men are erratic and emotional, too, but uh, the point is a, a woman is more likely to be
0: yo-ho radio free oz oz in your ears today whole thing brought to you by radiofreeoz.com here's the oz team john cummings in charge of the ones and zeros phil fountain he's the man that runs the oz design group and makes all those beautiful splash pages for us Tom Goodwillow is our webmaster, and he's thickening the site as we speak. Dave Maloney runs Blue U Studios here, and he's our superb audio engineer. Bill McIntyre is our producer. David Osmond is the co-host, and I'm your host, Peter Bergman. See you all or hear you all tomorrow.